Hello, hello, bro. Assembly. I'm your broadcaster, Luis, and here with me is your other broadcaster, Taylor. How's it going, y'all? Welcome to the second episode of Growing Out Catholic. Catholic. Yes, yes. So Good to excited. be here again. Yeah, we made it to week two. We made it to week two, which means that uh, we haven't gotten uh, tired of this yet. Right, we haven't gotten <laughs> tired least, of it. At least got a lot of views, so it encouraged us to do another one. It actually did. <laughs> we actually have. Um, we've had a lot of people come out and, and give us, you know, some very uh, positive feedback, some good comments yeah, out there. Absolutely. Uh, we've had a lot of our friends. Uh, come up to us and say that we did a good job so that was encouraging it was encouraging felt yeah. good like bro yeah. like pat on the back i know you can't hear me you know patting but <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was <laughs> but, but uh there you know we, we've uh we've done a few changes we've improved a few things um yeah definitely and so hopefully today's episode we uh we give you some more some more of the good stuff and and keep uh the broing out to the max so exactly gotta here keep we that are. out uh, just special shout outs to people out there like Patty, like Eric, like Sergio, Sergio uh, my parents, they listen to the yes, podcast. James, James, my friend James. Uh, you know, everyone that has uh, come out and said that they Lots listen of to the podcast. Brothers. And surprisingly, a lot of them just stuck through the whole thing. <laughs> I know, they did. And and shout out to our two listeners in France and our two listeners in Hawaii. We got international real quick we did <laughs> we did get international we uh, so get that so we get stats from obviously all these platforms that we're in and and they tell us where all our listeners are from yeah and we got two listens from france yes this past week and we thought it was the Amazing. coolest thing and one one or two from hawaii one I or think. two from hawaii so we're we're suspecting uh marinists yeah, definitely marrying this. Maybe a honeymooner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a honeymooner out there. Uh, but thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you all. Very much. And if you're listening again this week, uh, thank you again for coming back. Yes. Definitely. So honestly, um, it's just such a such a pleasure to be here, and it's so exciting to be here. It is. We very exciting, uh, we have yes. a we have a very interesting topic to talk about this week, don't we? We do. We do. But first, before we get into that, how's your your week been going? Oh yes. No, my week has been going really well. Um, we actually, uh, this past weekend, I played some soccer. Nice. And nice. I blistered my foot. <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> you you want to avoid that. Yeah, you, you want to avoid uh, blistering when you play soccer, guys. So make Just sure, a little bit, make sure you, know, you buy shoes that move. fit you. Uh, that turns out, <laughs> that tends to uh, help. Help? With just the, a little. Just you a know, little. just a little bit. With good the socks. Whole, <laughs> I, I mean, I wear socks. I wore socks. I okay, just, okay. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't gross. You. I wasn't gross. I wore <laughs> socks. But I don't know if they were the right type of socks. I mean, they were soccer socks, but maybe I need to change them. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Gotta play think, around with it. I think my shoes fit. I don't know. Did, did you do the mom test and check your toe and everything? I did. I checked my toe. <laughs> it was the big toe, right? That's yes. A, that's a big test. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, I blistered my foot. That was the only wah-wah. Yeah, wah, wah. Uh, yeah, that's not good. That doesn't sound like any fun. But anyway, other than that, just really excited with the whole podcasting situation. Right? I know, I know. Uh, this past Saturday, we went to New Braunfels. We did, and did we the did Rosary a Rally. Rosary American, Rally. America needs Fatima. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, what'd you think about it? It was good. I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. I wasn't prepared with enough music when they were like, "Oh, can you just play something?" We were like. 
Uh, sure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> L- luckily, a uh, shameless plug again. Luckily, I had some Todd Messler music um, on handy. Yes, yes. On hand, so. <laughs> yes. I, Just, they, we get there, and, you know, we only have, like, two songs prepared. And we are, you know, we're there, and we're like, this lady comes up, very nice lady. And she, she goes... Yeah, well, you know, I think we're just going to wait a little bit yeah, for more people, people to, here. to trickle in, you know. just uh, You guys can go ahead and just play something. Just play something, anything you have. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, so luckily, you know, at my parish, we have Guadalupano Society and we had a Guadalupano weekend. Oh, yeah, So, you know, right. I happen to have, you know, another Marian piece in my, in our binders. But, yeah, it was very, um, Okay, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, we, but it's all good. It's, we it looked at each out. other and we were it kind of ashamed out. that we didn't have just yeah. just music off the top of our heads exactly. that we could play. Exactly. So, like, I mean, this. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no. Just, I was gonna say, just like you know, like real musicians, probably. But hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. So, I mean, talking about being, you know, prepared and, and community and and all of that. Why don't you you tell us what our what our topic is this week? Yeah, so uh, we were talking about it this Saturday, right? Uh, trying to decide, decide what topic to what, follow yeah, up what on. what we were going to do. And so we actually landed on our topic for today, which is ways in which we can be involved in our parish. Right. Right, which is parish life is kind of like the centerpiece of, of being Catholic uh, and being a, an active member of the church. Um, it helps us remain involved. It nourishes our faith. Right. We're, right. we're participating. Absolutely. And so we decided that that will be a good one. And uh, I think that this is one that Alora suggested, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, she, she suggested this topic about, you know, in her working with the youth, you know, kind of she sees that, you know, how, how do teens and young adults like us, you know, really, really fit in. So that's where, that's where we came up with the title, Bro, Bro Where Am I? Uh, they're my peeps, bro. These are my, my peeps. These are my peeps. Yes. Yeah. The- yeah wait, wait. The mess up the title, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know, we get we get a couple strikes. Yeah, we get a exactly, couple strikes an episode. Exactly. Uh, yeah, bro. These are these are my peeps. Obviously, uh, when when we're in community, uh, well, being Catholic and being Christian is about living in community. In community, yeah, literally. Uh, I think um, isn't, isn't that like? I want to say that's the. Like root of Catholic in Greek is community or something like that. Yeah, I could be, well, I could be totally wrong, but I'm trying to pull my like liturgist knowledge. Father really Carlos quick. is listening right now and he's, shaking his he's head. Shaking his head, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I always thought it came from a universal. That Catholic came from a word in either Greek or Latin that meant universal. That it was all over the world, type of thing. It might. I don't. That's going to be our next episode, bro, Assembly. That'll be another episode. That's going to be our next episode. Where does the word Catholic Greek, come from? Greek words. <laughs> Tons of them in, in, the, of them. in the yes. Bible and, and whatnot. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so, um, like we were saying, being Catholic, you, you got to be involved in a parish and, or in a church or something. And I feel like our group, our demographic, tends to shy away from it a little bit, don't you think? We do. I mean, one, I think, speaking, speaking from experience, you know, I think it kind of from experience. I, have, I see two sides of the coin here, but you kind of see, you know, all these parishioners that are a lot older than yeah. you. Um, and so there's, there's issues of, one, you know, being able to relate to them because 
you know, a 25-year-old cannot relate to someone that is, you know, 20, 30 years Not as older. much, at least, right? You know, not as much, right. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a big, a big thing is, you know, relatability, uh, you know, age. But, and that's what you really see is when you talk about ministries and getting involved or, you know, being a part of small groups or prayer groups, like it's these older, this older generation that really dominates those groups because they have the time where, you know, those of us that are younger, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. (laughs) So we, we can't really always commit to, Oh yeah. You know, Every Tuesday at six o'clock, you know, I'm going to go meet with this group or, you know, what's even worse is if it's really an older generation of people, then it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to meet, but it's going to be a Tuesday at 11 a.m. Yeah. Or two o'clock in the afternoon. And it's like, well, bro, I work like (laughs) (laughs) what am I supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? So there's there's this issue of accessibility, all this stuff. But uh, I feel like there is promise, and I feel like, especially uh, our friends that that we know, they've they've managed to find a way to be really involved in the church and right. really involved in ministry. And so we're going to talk about all, all the different ways, ways. especially yep. if you're if you're one person out there, you know, who feels like, hey, I really want to give, I really want to do something in my church. I want to be a part of my community. I feel called to it, but I I have such a hard time. I don't just know how figuring out <laughs> how and 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 how to make it work with my schedule and first, my time. First step. Call your parish liturgist and music minister. They will definitely have a job for you. There no, you go. no, no <laughs> plugs there at all. <laughs> exactly. This is not a self promotion uh, at all. Uh, this is just you know a little nudge. Just, yeah, just a little just nudge. A, just a, you know, nudge. A little bro nugget. <laughs> bro nugget. I love it. <laughs> uh, but so so the first way that we we thought you could you know a young person could be involved in the church, which is like the most obvious visible way. I feel also is through liturgical ministries. Right. Right? And so, uh, Taylor, you're the director of liturgy and music. My job. So you're kind basically. of the expert right. out of the two of us. <laughs> so why don't you talk yeah. a little bit about like what your experience has been with, with liturgy at your parish and, and how would you like more younger people to get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, one, so liturgical ministries, you know, that's everything from music ministers to lectors to... Uh, Eucharistic ministers to altar servers, you know, anything that has to do, even ushers, anything that pertains to something, you know, you doing something within the liturgy that that falls under a liturgical ministry. Um, You know, at at my parish that I work at, you know, first were traditionally big, bro air quotes around that, uh, were traditionally a, a retirement community so it, it goes back to that you know the older generation kind of dominates Correct. all of our our liturgical ministries um you know of course you know my altar servers they're all kids i mean yeah what what parish i mean pretty much every parish you go to is gonna have kids that's kind of that like are, that, the, that's like the, the go-to ministry yeah, that, for that's children, like, right? yeah that's that's the norm um i'm not gonna we so, side note, in my liturgy class last night, we talked about liturgical ministries. But I'm going to stay focused, Bro Assembly, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of history of the different ministries. That might uh, be a, a, an interesting uh, second uh, it, it episode, would be, It right? would be an interesting, yeah, ministries. it definitely would be a, an interesting another, another episode, but not going not gonna to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, 
you know, obviously, you know, that's that's the biggest one that we have involvement with with kids and, and young adults. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, it's interesting in my job because for whatever reason, my position and the director of religious ed, like, our jobs always meld together really, really well. Um, so one of the things that I did when I first got there is I talked to our DRE, Alora, and was like, you know, I really want to get youth involved. How do you feel about having a youth-led mass? And she was all, all for it. So the fourth Sunday of every month at our 11 a.m. mass is a youth-led mass. And so from, you know, right now, obviously, we don't have altar servers uh, because of the virus. But, you know, from altar servers to the cantor to the choir to uh, our ushers, we we were incorporating the youth. Um, so that was one of the biggest things that I've gotten, you know, really tried to get, get youth involved um, through that mass. And now Alora with that has started uh, for her confirmation kids to get their, their community service hours. They have to be at that mass and they have to pick a ministry uh, to serve in, which, you know, which is good because it's, it's either going to be like, uh, nah, bro, I don't know. Liturgical ministry is not for me. You know, I, right. I will not continue this after, you know, I'm confirmed. I'm going to find another, you know, path. You know, or it could also foster, you know, that, that formation and that, that spiritual development of, okay, yeah, you know, I could be an usher or, you know, I could continue to be, to be a lector. Um, it's, this is kind of a, a, a cute bro story, but... So we're all quick, about those, right? Exactly. So quick, you know, background on, on me. I started singing in the adult choir when I was six years old. Um, and I basically, the, the pastoral associate for liturgy and music at my childhood church was like, okay, you know, as long as you come to rehearsals and, you know, your music is organized, you know, that's fine. Um, so it, it was really a full circle thing when I started this this youth-led mass because one of the kids that sang in the youth choir that what, first Sunday, he just started coming back up week after week. And so and he just made his first Holy Communion in May. So he's, what, third grade? So just, just a little bit older than I was. And so it was really a, a full circle experience uh, for me. And and really cool because now, you know, I get to foster, you know, this yeah. this young young child and you know, a couple of months after he's like, So when do I get to sing up there? And you know, he points to the ambo and it's like, Okay, yeah, this kid is following in my footsteps, like he's ready to canter and, and completely take over, you know. He Minnie Taylor. Mini Taylor, I mean Father Carlos, in, you know, about twenty years, we're gonna have another director of liturgy and music just step right in it. St. Thomas, because he'll be ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, but that, that's really, I guess that's, that's the challenge. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have youth involved, but, you know, as far as like, you know, Eucharistic ministry, Bro Assembly, I don't know if you, you know this, but in order to be a Eucharistic minister, you have to have all of your sacraments. Of initiation, right? So which you, have, are... you yeah. So you have to be baptized. You have to have your first holy communion, and you have to be confirmed. 
So you cannot be a Eucharistic minister until you're confirmed, which is sometimes hard because if you don't really, it's not a ministry that you can get involved in young, but it's kind of a ministry that you want to get involved in young so that you start being formed. That way it actually, this actually segues perfectly into our bro Catholic of the day, but that's (laughs) later. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's really it on on liturgical ministries. I mean, it's we encur- one I encourage you to get involved in in liturgical ministries because you know whether it's whether it's music being a lector, you know, for me personally, being always being a part of a liturgical ministry has made the mass that much more important and that much more, or I wouldn't say important, but that much more special to me because there's a certain preparation before mass that you, you should go through and, and prayer that you should go to prepare to prepare yourself for that ministry that you're going to serve in that that Sunday. So definitely encourage anyone to to get involved and you know bro bro listeners if you you have any questions about liturgical ministries and you know what they're about like you know just feel free to send them to the specialist send them to the specialist yes uh, just broinotcatholic at gmail.com and say shout out to taylor you're my favorite broadcaster haha <laughs> just kidding it's louise oh okay but i still okay. have a question for you. <laughs> you you know i i'm sorry but Okay, I, I got to call him out on this. I get to his apartment to start this episode, and he's like, bro, let's go have ice cream. Oh, my because God. Because they validate your parking and this, that, and the other. And so I got really excited about ice cream. And so we walked to the ice cream place, and he's like, oh, just kidding. They're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I came sulking back up to the apartment with no ice cream. So be sure be sure to, to rag on, on Luis for doing that to your favorite broadcaster, Taylor. This is why... <laughs> This is why I'm going to be the favorite broadcaster because you just pulled some some revenge move on me right now. So. Uh, did I? Did I? I don't think that was revengeful. Um, just I don't know. I'll back, go to confession. Going back real quick on liturgical ministries, um, you know, if you're, if, you're a, if you're a liturgist out there, you know, if you're a young bro, bro, rishoner, that's, that's the name <laughs> we're, we we're, we're struggling, struggling with. <laughs> If you're a young parishioner out there who is actually really involved with their church and is, you know, very involved with leadership and liturgy and are struggling with recruiting young adults and recruiting maybe college and high school age people to be involved. Um, I, I want to share just a little bit. Uh, Maria Smith, she is the director of, of pastoral music mm-hmm. over at St. Mary's University. Right. And she uh, did some also as some uh, stint as a liturgist right. there as well there for as well. a while. And one of the things that I admire most about her was her ability to to make the ministry about something that was much more than the ministry itself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, to and, and her ministry was music, which, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, is the most fun ministry probably. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> uh, the one that calls to young people the no, most. No bias at You know, all we don't, we don't have a us. bias. We're just musicians. <laughs> no reason for us to prefer overall. Yeah, the other no, ones. not at all. Not at all. Um, but... But she really understood how to to make relationships with young people. So, so I would encourage you as a liturgist, if you, if you want to find more participation in your ministry, to go out into the community, to participate in all of the church activities, 
And whenever you find a young person, just make sure you introduce yourself. Just make sure that you talk to the parents if they're underage. Don't be scary. (laughs) Be nice. Um, you know, talk to the parents if they're, if they're like, you know, underage or whatever. But, but if you, if you think that, that if you want to involve more people in your ministry, make sure that, that you are approachable, that you're pastoral yeah, and that you absolutely. make it, you make the ministry about building and, a community. Right. And I think the biggest thing, especially when trying to recruit the younger generation is you kind of, you have to have expectations but you also have to be lenient on the expectations. You know, for for example, you know, if you're if you're dealing with a middle schooler or a high schooler, you know, this liturgical ministry is not the only thing that they have going on. So, you know, for example, this this uh, young kid that I have that that's singing with me, you know, from the get go, the mom was, you know, he wants to sing, but he can't come to rehearsal. Because our Wednesday nights are just busy as it is. So I was like, okay, you know what? No, that, that's perfectly fine. I sent her home with a missile and I email her the music with the song numbers every week so that he can practice at home. And then, you know, he's still able to, to feel a part of that community. So yes. I know, I know speaking as a liturgist, you know, we always have these expectations and we always, you know, want things to go exactly our way. Um, but, you know, especially when working with the, the younger generation, it's, you know, you, you have to be, you have to be lenient and have those conversations, right? Because I feel like it, it, rules are there for a reason and it's important to have them and enforce them, but there's a story to everybody, right? If this person is missing rehearsal just because they don't want to show up. Then, then that's, that's a conversation that's, a that's, conversation that's, the, that's the ministry different. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but if, if they have a legitimate reason, like, for example, they're, they're a young kid. Uh, they're dependent on their parents. Right. And the parents are telling you, hey, look, we want to bring him, but it's just impossible. Right. Can we work something out? So have that leniency. You know, shout out to the Marinus. Adaptation yes. and change. Yes. It's one of the pillars of the Marinus charism. Absolutely. And I believe it, appro- it applies uh, very perfectly to to the ministry when Absolutely. you lead it. So to, to kind of wrap up yeah. liturgical ministries, I I have a, a question for you. Oh. Do you do you know the difference between a terrorist and a liturgist? Oh god. I feel like I'm gonna give you the wrong answer. <laughs> so you you might, it's probably so, not No. <laughs> so you can negotiate with a terrorist but not a liturgist. <laughs> <laughs> uh Every priest out there is like yes, affirming they are nodding big, yes, big nods of yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, shout out to all the priests that, that yeah. know us and yeah. that have gone through this. Yes, and thank Absolutely. you for working and, and with thank your you liturgists. For working with, yes, and being understanding and yes. you know being super Vatican too and letting us participate. Of participate, the mass. yes, Absolutely. exactly. I mean, for the most part, we never. Stray off of church teaching, so you know, it's okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So, what, all right. you know, what else? So, what about what about church organizations? You know, because maybe you're not called to to yes. be in a liturgical. What about you know? Church, most parishes have several several organizations. Yeah. So we talked about one recently, the Guadalupano Society. Yes, we did. We um, did. We're here in San Antonio, Texas. Mexican culture is a big 
big uh, part big. of uh, <laughs> of who we are Cute. in San Antonio as, as part of the identity, and it right. mixes super well with all the rest of the cultures that are here. And so, uh, devotion to the Virgen of Guadalupe is... It's I'm dropping tr- pens over here, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, devotion to the Virgin of Guadalupe is something that's very prevalent in parishes. So, there's Guadalupano Society. And right. they, and what what kind of things can you expect if you become part of the Guadalupano Society? So, I mean, if we if you become part of the Guadalupano Society, one of the things is, you know, in the commissioning is, one, you know, you have to, you take an oath, basically, to be completely and totally devoted uh, to the Virgencita. And you know, try try your best to live out those those pillars and and do things each and every day in your your life that reflects what she wants you to do. But also, you know, to be you know, we're called to be servants like San Juan Diego, who she appeared to, you know, and have that faith of San Juan Diego to you know repeatedly keep going to the Archbishop and saying, "Look, like." This is what I'm seeing, and the Archbishop just, you know, keeps saying, no, like, I don't believe you. And then, you know, finally, you know, we have to go up to, you know, whomever it is and be like, okay, look, bro, here's my tilma. It's the middle of December. Here's some fresh roses. You know, if you don't believe me now, come on. <laughs> so I, I mean, mean, I'm just gonna flex right now and show you this miracle. Exactly. And if you don't, you it, know, it, yeah, you're not we bro got worthy. Some, yeah, we got some issues if if you don't believe me. You're not bro worthy. So that. I mean, basically, you know, the the Guadalupanos is you know just that that strict devotion uh, to Our Lady. You know, one thing that we do at our monthly meetings is we we say a petitional rosary uh, to Our Lady before we start our meetings. Um, you know, and usually it's not it's not one petition. It's you know everyone kind of goes around and says a petition before each decade, and you know for that decade, that's what the petition that we we pray for. Yeah, and so uh, if your parish doesn't have a Guadalupano Society, uh, start one. Start one. <laughs> that, that is in, that's something that calls to you. Uh, maybe your Latin American Hispanic heritage, uh, even if you're not. Yeah, you know, and and it's beautiful with. With our parish, because we are predominantly Anglo at mm-hmm. our at our church, had to sorry find had, the right word find find the right word um, <laughs> here and you know I think we have twenty members and those of us that are Hispanic are definitely you know in the minority so you don't have to be correct Latino to even have that that love and devotion to yeah. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. Uh, she's often called the the Queen of the Americas, yeah, but patroness of the, the America. patroness of the Americas. But honestly, um, I, every Catholic is called to uh, to that devotion to to our our you know our Holy Mother, and so right. um, that's a that's a good way to get involved. Um, if you're more, what if you're more about about service, service about going <laughs> wow, out you, there? You read my mind. I was and, <laughs> I was yes. on that that train of thought. So is there is there a particular organization <laughs> bro, bro that you wanna moment. that you wanna recommend? If- yeah, so I mean, if if you're if you're into service, um, and you know you're into reaching out and you're wanting to help the community. Side note: become a deacon. That's what deacons do. Um, if you're called to to religious life but don't want to become a priest, uh, but keeping it on topic, 
church organizations, you know, if you're a bro, Knights of Columbus, that's, you know, what the Knights are all about is serving. Um, and, you know, at St. Thomas, we have a wonderful group of Knights. I mean, they are constantly doing outreach. But, I mean, literally, if, as staff members, if we need something, the first people we go to are the Knights. Even if it's, hey, Knights, um, yeah, we have this resource that we want to buy, and we were wondering, you know, kind of, do you want to, you know, give us some money? And, <laughs> and I mean... They'll get to a fundraiser right away, then. Yeah, well, and I mean, and not even a fundraiser. I mean, they're just more times than not, they're like, oh, yeah, here, let's just, you know... Write write you oh, a good. check and and we have the have the funds, um, so definitely, definitely Knights of Columbus. If you're if you're one of our broettes that's listening, Catholic Daughters of America, Catholic Daughters of America, broette, broette. You, you, you just came <laughs> up with that on the spot, didn't you? I did. Look at you. You're firing in all cylinders. Today. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Been playing lots of liturgies today. So shout out to our broettes out there. Yes. Thank you for listening. So, yeah, Catholic Daughters of America. I first learned about them at St. Mary's University, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I hadn't met my childhood parish, so I kind of already knew. But Yeah, I, I guess I guess most of my parish life was in Mexico, growing right. up through high school and stuff. So, so you know, American uh, parish, parish life was not a, a very known, well-known to me. Right. So, Catholic Daughters of the America... Um, they they are kind of like an organization uh, in the vein of of the Knights of Columbus, I guess, in the terms mm-hmm. of it's 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 meant for for a women and and they try to foster spirituality, right? Right, it's the the type of of spirituality that is um, more conducive or, or speaks more to to women and stuff. And actually, we should we should probably invite some one of our friends that are worst part of that organization in the future and may- maybe awesome, yeah. have them do an episode because yeah. honestly i don't know that much i about don't it. know that much about um, cda either so i was an honorable sister an honorary sister were you back really? in the day oh yeah they made me honorary sister i'm unofficially but okay i did not the the things you learn about your bro yeah yeah on a podcast y'all. and it's uh <laughs> Literally loud went to and school. proud, loud and proud, <laughs> honorary sister of CDA back in the day, St. Mary's chapter, uh, but unofficial. Obviously, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. They did not allow a man in. Y- yes. Um, but other service organizations, and one of the organizations that I really like, and was founded by a Catholic American, Dorothy Day. It's the Catholic Worker Movement. Sorry, that's not where. I thought you were going. Oh, with really? That. No. And then you said American, saying to confuse me. But anyway, continue on. That's not who I thought you were going to talk about. Go for it. Catholic Worker <laughs> Society. Um, the Catholic Worker was back in the day. It started out as, as kind of a news newspaper, right? To kind of talk about the issues of um, homeless and poor people uh, in in the community. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, and then it, it it became a place where those in need could go for uh, a plate of food, where right. they can go for shelter, uh, where they could go for um, for community, to feel like human beings worthy of the grace and love of God. And so, uh, one of the she's she's one of the people that I admire the most in all of the um, out of all of the Catholic saints and and venerables that have existed throughout 
the right. entire life of the church. Um, so Catholic Worker Society, uh, I think uh, a lot of parishes have them. Some don't. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't really... I've, I've heard the... Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's like more, more popular like in the, uh, in the Midwest. Midwest. Yeah, I was going to say more where, where I thought you were going with this was St. Vincent de Paul. Oh, St. Vincent de Paul, of course, <laughs> which is something that is a little bit more prevalent. I feel like more, uh, maybe more popular. I think more parishes have more have ubiquitous more, in the yeah, church. Yeah. Um, or if you're like my parish, we have a quote unquote St. Vincent de Paul, but we call it St. Thomas Charities. Same, same, function, same function, but we just call it after our and, own. And you can patron. go and volunteer, and, and uh, honest, obviously, you can go donate right. to St. Vincent de Paul because they have kitchen and they have um, clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, rallies, yeah. drives, clothing drives, drives, drives. drives. Oh, my, my brain doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> clothing drives, and so anyway, so uh, you know that is a good way. If you're if you're someone that feels like like your your faith life is nourished by service to service. others, absolutely. Um, that is a good organization absolutely. to join. Yes. Okay. Cool. So yeah. we've we spend uh, quite a bit of time on on those groups. Yes. I don't know if you have any other group that you like to to kind of give a shout out to. Um, as far as service now, I think I think we've pretty much covered all the the big ones and the not so known ones. And... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, now uh, let's say let's say you want to be involved, but you feel more like called to to be a mentor. Or to be a um, an educator of sorts. music ministry, just <laughs> everything. Music ministry, music ministry, everything. Um, no, 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 sorry. But um, I feel like maybe if you have your sacrament of confirm- confirmation and your sacrament yes. of first communion, you, yeah, or sacraments of, of initiation, the sacraments of initiation, then you can ge- be involved in catechesis, right? Is catechesis that or youth ministry, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, especially you know. Okay, I'm gonna hop on my DRE religious ed soapbox really quick. You're welcome, Alora. Um, you know, especially youth youth ministry. One is is near and dear, you know, to my heart. After I was confirmed. Uh, I got really involved with my youth ministry at my home parish. So, you know, one thing that I would really concern, uh, concern, that's not what I'm, the word I'm looking for. <laughs> the, the word I'm looking for is encourage. What I want to encourage all of you Brovishners, especially if, uh, you know, you're a young adult, uh, or you're newly confirmed is get involved in your youth ministry help the ones that are, you know, just a year or two, you know, or a handful of years behind you with preparing for confirmation because there's no better example than the person that just experienced that that sacrament. I mean, I'm 29. Sure, I can be involved in youth ministry, but I literally got confirmed... 14, 15 years ago. So I'm not going to be... That's a scary number. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to relate, you know, as well. You know, I can teach. I can teach about the catechesis. I can, you know, teach about what the the sacrament of confirmation means, the symbolism. You know, I can go full-blown liturgist and, you know, 
teach you about confirmation as well. Sure. But being able to relate to them in that in that in the moment personal matter would be harder for me. So if you're if you especially if you've just be, been confirmed, I I encourage you to go out and reach out to your uh, youth directors, youth ministry directors, and say, hey, I want to help. I don't know. Maybe you don't know how to help, but you know, just be involved. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, if if you're fresh out of confirmation, if you are, you know, fairly young, maybe you're still in high school or or, or barely got into college or fresh out of college, um, and you don't have a lot of experience with working with uh, younger people on a leadership role, mm-hmm. I think it would be good if you get involved in, in youth ministry and catechesis right. to kind of do more of a of a supportive supporting role. Um, I think. I think it is important to yeah. be able Every... to be emotionally prepared for what that entails because mm-hmm. a lot of people definitely especially, especially during confirmation. You're, yes, if you're in youth ministry there's you know, there's a lot of emotions that kinda yeah. happen through that process. Yeah, and so you wanna make sure that, that you're able to to speak to that. Right, absolutely. Uh, and you're able to and that you have the kind of like also the theological foundation to right. to to be able to to answer questions like why does why does God allow you know these things to happen to me, especially younger people who who can right. go through through difficult moments sometimes. Right. And right. so so you you want to be and prepared even, emotionally and theologically for that. Yeah, and even you know just to kind of you know not not to contradict, but don't feel like you have to be one hundred percent theologically prepared because. It, I, Luis is giving me looks, but but hear me out. You know, yes, have a have a theological you know understanding, but don't be afraid to tell this person. Okay, you know what? Hey, I don't feel that comfortable. Let's let's sit you down okay, with sure. with the youth minister who who does have that. So don't don't feel like you have to have this extensive. You know, right, theological right. If you background. don't know the answer to something, yeah, don't, you know, and by no means don't make, don't make anything up. Yeah, do uh. not make anything up. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right about you that. Uh, if you if you don't know, if you can't answer a question yeah, like that, there, there's nothing. There's there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't right. mean that you're not prepared or that you're not apt for the ministry. At, it just means yeah, exactly. that some you know someone else has the answer. Right. You're there to support them emotionally. You're there right. to to tell them, hey, it's we, gonna be okay. We all have our strengths. We all have that, our strengths. Play we, to them. Absolutely, uh, but but obviously. Sorry, didn't, didn't mean to contradict. I just I had to, I had we, to throw that in that nugget, it's okay. nugget in there. It's okay. That's what growing out is all about. It is, you it know, is. it's showing all the angles of, of, of exactly. What up, bro, assembly? What's up? What's up? As you can tell, we have a lot to say about this topic. A lot. About an hour's worth of stuff to say. We don't want you to throw shade at us about how long our episodes are, so we decided to split this one into two, two parts. parts. This is the end of the first part. Look out for part two next Friday. Or even better, subscribe and follow on your favorite yes. podcast platform and you'll get a notification when our next episode is live. Push all the buttons. Thank you for listening. Peace, Peace of Christ, Christ out. out.